I'm Cora, and welcome to my podcast, Filmmaking. Actually, ta-da! <laughs> I know I've talked a little bit about this in several other episodes, but I wanted to talk about it in its own episode because it is the question in every filmmaker's mind and inbox and social media feed. <laughs> How do you make a no-budget movie, actually? Well, for starters, and please don't stop listening, just bear with me here, the too-long-didn't-read version is... There's actually no such thing as a no-budget movie. If you're getting rich on your friends and family helping you for free and never paying them, you're doing it wrong. But I know all these funding people and bloggers and vloggers and podcasters and investors and studios and all kinds of people will tell you how to make a movie for zero dollars. There may be a zero cash movie, but that's something totally else. There is no such thing as a zero dollar movie. A little while ago, I got an email that I'm going to redact slightly because I'm not trying to vilify anyone specific, but it said this. This person is the champion of low-budget independent filmmakers. They made their first feature film called Blah for only $7,000. It was financed personally, and they sold it to a Hollywood studio where it ended up netting over a million dollars at the box office. How did they make their film for so little money? Easy. They talked fast and worked hard. I'm pausing there for effect. It says they knew that they had to do a lot with very little. For much of production, they were a one-person crew. Okay, that's valid. This person set up the shots, directed the actors, shot everything themselves. But they also did have friends helping out occasionally for more complex shots. I will add that as someone who works pretty singularly with Spacey, and we do a lot of our films ourselves, there are times where you really need more than one or even two people on set. Now, this is the part that gets me. They had this secret trick, a way of convincing their friends and family members to act in the film and help out all for free. Again, pausing for dramatic effect. <laughs> all right, but seriously, turns out many people are happy to help a film project get off the ground, especially if there's a chance to see their name in the credits at the end of the premiere of their film. Right. So if this person is going around and getting things for free from friends and family, I mean, yeah, it's super cool. We give IMDb credit out like candy sometimes. You helped me package up the wardrobe that I needed to ship to set. Wardrobe PA credit. Like, it doesn't cost me anything. You helped. You deserve a shout out. Totally awesome. But if I'm going around getting things for free, especially from my friends and family, people who I like and who like me, and then I'm making a million dollars, netting a million dollars. It didn't even say grossing, netting. So that means that that was the profit after all the expenses. Netting a million dollars. And I don't go back and pay the people who got me there. That is nothing to aspire to. And I'm sorry, this episode's going to be a little cold, but I think it's really important because everything that independent filmmakers get shoved down their throats constantly is how we need to make movies for nothing and how we should be working for free and all of this stuff. And I have some things to say about that. Now, full disclosure, we've totally done super small projects for quote unquote zero dollars, meaning we don't spend cash or 
you know, maybe we reimburse people's gas and we buy them lunch, but no one's getting paid. Um, and I mean, no one, like Spacey and I aren't getting paid either. And we do that for some short films. If we make films for contests, if you ever do a 48 hour film project, actually, one of the rules is that no one can get paid because they're specifically trying to have people who aren't just going to like, you know, go in and pay Taika Waititi $5 million to write a film for them. That's not fair. So, um, for things like that, you know, that's that. But where we have done projects for nothing and then we're able to sell it or make a profit or recoup money on it, we then go back and pay the people who worked on it. I mean, there was a little girl who did a documentary interview with me and years later I got a check. I think it was like $90 or something like that for the shoot that we did. And I called up her dad and I was like, hey, what's your guys' address? And we cut her a check because that's what you do when someone helps you make money. Also in the vein of transparency, you know, we have had people on set who don't help the project or cause problems to the project. And we don't go back and give them pay bumps because we kind of had to get the film done in spite of them, not because of them. So we pay them what they were promised and we move on with our lives. But the people who bust their tails making it all happen and they do it for next to nothing, those people should be getting pay bumps as soon as the film is profitable. But why? What? Okay, so I've talked about this before, but $0 might be $0 cash. It doesn't mean it was actually $0 in value. Take a basic economics class and you will learn something about this thing called the cost of goods sold. You filmed it at your mom's house? Awesome. Who paid the electric bill and, you know, the air conditioning was run? Who mowed the grass? Who paid for the house? Who cleaned up after everyone left? It might not have cost you any money, but that doesn't mean the day didn't cost anything. Time and resources cost something. You used your own camera. You used wardrobe out of your own closet. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've been editing and I look down and I'm wearing a piece of clothing <laughs> that the actor or actress was wearing in the film because we literally used our clothes. <laughs> you know, filmed at a friend's house. Used actor friends who just wanted materials for their reel. That's great. You didn't pay any cash. But that doesn't mean there wasn't a value to the work and contribution done. People who want you to make a film for no money want you to do that so they can profit off of it at a higher rate. Lower overhead means higher profit margins. But overhead should be lowered by being economical and well-produced and thrifty, buying wardrobe from a thrift store instead of getting it from Saks Fifth Avenue. Not from not paying people or exchanging fairly for the value of what you received. The only people who want to see filmmakers make films for no cash are people who just don't want to spend the cash in the first place. Sometimes it's people who want to see if that filmmaker has the ability to make a massive profit margin without expending cash because then they know, oh, this is someone that we can maximize the return from with further investments. You know, like that example in the email I got, who doesn't want to net a million dollars for $7,000? But literally... Who can actually pay people fairly and cover the actual production costs of a safe, fair, well-made film with $7,000? All right, let's break this down. Let's say you have a cast and crew of 10 people, which for a feature film that is ridiculously small, your entire cast, your entire crew, you never have more than 10 people on set for any given day. So we're going to keep dreaming here and say that it's a 10-hour day and a five-day week. So you got 10 people on set, 10 hours a day, that's 50 hours a week for two weeks, right? And that's a ridiculously rushed feature, let's be real. Now let's say you pay everyone $12 an hour. 
I know there's some people listening to this going, oh my God, $12 an hour, that's more than minimum wage. And there's some people going, $12 an hour, that like is nowhere near minimum wage. That's a whole separate conversation because where you live, the cost of living, minimum wage standards, it's all different. I just randomly arbitrarily picked $12. So 10 people on set, 10 hours a day, that's about 100 hours of work done per day, times five, that's 500 hours a week, times two, that's 1,000 hours of work. Now, this is just production. That's not pre-production, post-production, nothing. You're paying 10 people $12 an hour and working 10 hours a day. That is $12,000 just in payroll before taxes for two weeks. Depending on how you pay these people, if they're employees, you then have to pay employment tax. Depending on other laws, you might have to pay for workers' comp. Depending on other things, you have to pay for payroll services, possibly accounting services. But we're making this simple. Let's say they're contractors, you're cutting them a check one time, 10 people, 10 hours a day for 10 days, $12 an hour. That's $12,000. And you haven't even fed them or like turned on a light. And you want to make a film for $7,000, including prep, post, etc. Even if everything you bring on set is free, quote unquote, or it's donated or whatever. And we all know that shooting a feature film in 10 days is pretty crazily rushed. And those are honestly probably going to be 15 hour days. And I didn't even get into employment law. So like time and a half over eight hours or extra pay for overtime for over 40 hours in a week or anything like that. If you're shooting in the US, there's labor laws. If you're an employee, you have to follow labor laws. That's a whole separate thing. $7,000 doesn't even pay people. If they're working for free, that's still the value of their work. Their value on set at a very basic, not even minimum wage in some places is worth 12 grand. So that's why I say there's no such thing as a $0 movie. There just are people who want to rake in bank off of the hard blood, sweat, and tears, creativity, and ingenuity of others, and then not share the reward of that work with anyone. If an investor wants you to make a movie for no money, and they want you to get people to work for free or for less than their rate, and they want you to give them at least 50% of the profits of the film, which is standard for an investor who's covering all of the quote-unquote cost, and they want their money back before there is any sort of profit split for anyone, I do know that saying this is going to piss off a lot of investors, but I think it'll also fix a lot of problems with indie film. Remind that investor, profit comes after expenses. The people who worked for less or who donated their time, unless those donations are like an actual donation, meaning that it was done at a loss, they wrote it off, it was like a tax thing, whatever, the expenses of the film need to be covered before they make a profit. So the people who worked for free or for less than they would have been paid, they need to be paid. And the things that weren't paid for, like locations and gear and wardrobe and all that stuff, that needs to be paid for then the investor can get their money back because otherwise they're getting money that isn't actually theirs. And you know, I'm sure there are people listening to this who are going, what? <laughs> you know, or they're going, that, that isn't how it works. No one will ever invest with you. And all sorts of other flabbergasted reactions. Let me just say something. Hollywood is broken. And if you haven't noticed, as I record this episode, I'm going to timestamp it a little. I'm sorry for anyone who listens to this after the 2023 writer's strike. There are currently pickets happening all over the country because there are literally millions of people who are about to be out of work because Hollywood is broken. The system is crap. It doesn't allow for scaled up growth. It rewards people for taking advantage of other people. It's not sustainable in that something like that can't sustain because it doesn't work. 
I know I sound a little desperate and a little soapboxy, but this actually is really important to me because there's no one out there telling independent filmmakers, hey, that's messed up. (laughs) They're just getting flooded. And by they, I mean me, because I see this constantly. Email lists that I sign up for, other podcasts, vloggers, posts on social media, promoted content, how to make a movie for no money, how you can profit for no money. That doesn't work. If the investor wants the profit to go 100% to their return before it goes anywhere else, they need to cover the actual cost of making the film up front. People need to be paid fairly up front. The costs of operating need to be covered up front. And then the investor can get their return because they actually funded the film and it actually is their money that paid everybody. Then everyone can split the profits. Yes, the investor wrote the check, but it's the filmmaker's work that made the product and that work is worth something. I saw something that was talking about how even the initial return, maybe only 70% goes to the investor and then 30% goes to the filmmakers just so they start to recoup something on what they invested, which is literally months of their life. I know investors, a lot of investors work really hard. They're very smart with their money. They manage their money. A lot of them have earned that money and it's their work that have earned that, that give them the resource to invest. But it's only one side of the coin. Without the filmmakers, even with the most elaborate of AI, you still need people. People need to stop using screwing over other people as a means of making more money for themselves. It just isn't how it should work. And if it's how it works for you, it's not something that's going to work long term. I'm just going to be straight and say that. Again, not to prevent this episode from being timeless, but Hollywood has lost billions just the last couple of days because studio execs don't want to split their profits more. I know it's more complicated than that, and it's lots of nuance and contract negotiations, but at the end of the day, that is really the heart of it. And I have read the papers and seen the studios refusing to even negotiate, just saying no, which that's not negotiation. Anyway, sorry, soapbox away. Greed doesn't really work long term. I mean, at least not yet in the course of human history. Be a good person. Share. You know, go back to kindergarten for a few weeks if you need to. I don't know, maybe some graham crackers and apple juice and a nap is really just what this world needs. All of that said, yes, you can totally make a movie without cash. Things like locations and gear and time and talent don't require cash. They don't. But when you do all of that work, and you give all of those lovely people them rich, rich exposure dollars. As soon as the project starts to make you real dollars, sure, go back and pay people for their work. You made $50 for something that someone helped you with, even if it's just five bucks for whatever the little help was they gave you. Give them something, because that entire $50 is not actually your money. So to all the producers out there cashing in on the work of brilliant filmmakers and writers and everyone else doing the work of making your money, that return, that isn't just your money. And if you're a filmmaker who just wants to make millions of dollars by cashing in on some quick and dirty feature, that's great. But remember, those people that helped you, they earned that too. I'm sorry for getting a little ranty in this episode, but I'm really sick of hearing and seeing people touting this $0 movie idea and making filmmakers feel like they have to work for nothing. You know, yes, sometimes you do a low-budget project, it doesn't go anywhere. We've definitely worked on lower-budget projects and had people who caused massive amounts of problems, and it's like, okay, we paid them, we paid them what we agreed, that's great, moving on. I'm not going to bill them for the time that I had to spend fixing the problems, (laughs) but we're not necessarily going to go back and pay them. The people who showed up and made it all possible, 
as soon as there's a profit, they get another check because they earned it. When you're growing, when you're new, when you're trying to figure it all out, and I don't mean like learning through the process. I've produced over 30 films. I'm absolutely still learning. I mean like literally in the beginning. Yeah, do a few films in your backyard with friends. Figure it out. No, don't ask professionals to work for free or expect them to do that. And don't talk to them like they owe you something because they don't. If they're a professional, they hopefully got there by working hard and earning it. So now it's your turn. When you look for investments, have actual budgets done on real breakdowns that explain why the movie costs what it does. Have an actual marketing plan in place. And goodness gracious, one name or even five names or a big festival acceptance is not a marketing plan. It is really easy to look up how many actors have been in flops. Their name had nothing to do with it. Either the movie was crap or the marketing was crap. Whether or not they were in the movie was nothing. Whether they were a TV actor moved into a movie or a movie actor moved into TV, that's not why. Literally, that's literally never the problem. So don't listen to people who (laughs) tell you that it is. Bankable names is a crap, lazy response from cheap sales reps who don't understand how marketing works and who are too lazy to do the work of creating want for a project because that's what marketing is. You know, everything, everywhere, all at once, what was it? Like a $24 million production budget and a $24 million marketing budget. That movie was literally everywhere all at once. It won Oscars. It made like almost $150 million in profit. You want a return? Go make a good movie with a good story, high quality production, good acting, actors who can act and market it. Have a marketing plan. Have a business plan. Don't let investors tell you you don't need money and you just need a name. A, those two things don't work. Names want to get paid and they deserve to be paid. And B, a name isn't going to make your movie. It might get you an investment but it's not going to make your movie. Fun fact, filmmaking is so much work. You have to know what you're doing. It is okay not to know on your first film. It's okay to learn. Like I said, I've produced over 30 films and I'm very much still learning. Be willing to do the work. Hold your ground on what you're worth. Know that $0 cash does not mean $0. Don't be pressured by people who want to make money off of you and get you to beg, barter, and steal so they can make a profit. Or so they can tell you how you're going to make a profit. Because you would be pissed if you poured your heart and soul into helping someone and then watch them get rich and you walk away with the $100 a day that you agreed to work for because you were trying to help them out. Make sure you track the value of your film when you make it, not just the money you spend. If only because then you can be aware of all the things being put into your film. Most shorts on paper honestly cost between fifty dollars and $75,000 easily without trying to rack it up or whatever. Like when you write it all down and add it all up, that's about the value of pretty much any short film. And I'm not talking about paying some DP five grand a week. I'm talking about just the cost of everything. Basic costs. Most features are hundreds of thousands of dollars. Again, same basic baseline. Either raise that much in cash, or if someone doesn't want to risk it until they know the movie is done, let them know that the profits are going to go first to the people who did the work for low or no pay, and to the resources people gave for little or nothing, and only a small percentage of the return will come back until everyone's actually paid fairly for their time and their work, or get them to invest the actual cost of making the film. I know, no one's going to do that, and producers and investors are going to scream and cry and hate me. 
I hate that that's how the film industry is run right now, and I know it can change. I think it starts with getting rid of this blatant lie that any movie anywhere exists that was made for zero dollars. It isn't. Literally none. No films, no shorts, no music videos, they do not exist. Pay attention to what it's actually worth and what's actually going into it. And then, you know, don't be a pretentious prick about it either. Know when you have room to grow. We all do. But if your movie can really sell for a million dollars net profit, your team should be paid fairly for their work. And don't lie and say it was $7,000 because it wasn't. Do what you need to do to get a film made. Make sure that investment deals are fair on all sides. Definitely pay your investors back because they did flip the switch that made it made. But remember everybody who sat at that table while it was getting made. I feel like I should say thanks for coming to my TED Talk. I know the industry can do better. I know it can be better. And I think it starts with getting rid of this idea that a $0 movie is possible. Yeah. All right. I think that's it. Thank you. Bye. (laughs) You've been listening to Filmmaking Actually with Cora Linda, Space Dream Productions podcast. Subscribe to us on any or all the podcast platforms, but we especially recommend our sponsor, Anchor. If you like what you hear, leave us five-star ratings and positive reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. It helps more listeners like you discover the show. But the best thing you can do if you really like the show is tell a friend. Want to leave a comment or ask a question? Email at filmmakingactually at gmail.com. This is Spacey speaking, and remember... You are making $500,000, and you are only going to pay me thirty. You're getting thirty grand. I'm getting a thousand. You guys are getting paid? And we'll see you next time. Bye.